Welcome to the Life's Better Podcast, where we say life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. I'm Jonathan Gleason. This is Josh Doolin, hey. as always. And today we're going to be talking primarily to parents, but I think this goes, this is a great topic for anyone who works with students, mm, whether it's yeah. a teacher, youth pastor. Yep. Uh, this is just one of those topics I think will be helpful. But because we are in the middle of, you know, in between Mother's Day and Father's Day, we thought, let's, let's talk about something that might be helpful for parents. Specifically, we're going to be looking at where do you draw the line between compassion and consequences? Yeah. I'm glad you were here because if it were just me, every parent would be like, Josh. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, this guy works with your students. He knows how he's seen it done well, mm-hmm. probably, and seen it maybe done not so well. So we're going to talk about yeah. that a bit. But before we do, we're going to play a little game called One Up because Josh and I are going to try to one up each other when it comes to consequences maybe punishments that we've had growing up, yeah. maybe even recently. But uh, <laughs> first question, we're going to try to one-up one each other. Your parents, what was their go-to punishment or way of kind of getting you in line when you were a kid? Yeah, so uh, the biggest one was getting sent to my room. You know, okay. if we were uh, being mean to each other, because I, I had a little sister. Uh, if we were being mean to each other, it was typically, you got to go to your room for a while, no playing game. Like, if they hear anything going on, like... They're, they're going to come in the room and like discipline you even more. What were you um, supposed to do in your room then? Just sit and think about what you've done. So you're on the edge of your bed. Yep. Just chilling. Probably saying, crying. You know. <laughs> I hate my sister even more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a really good thing. Okay. But it always ended with we had to come together and talk about what we've done, which sure. is like the worst. Like you never want to do that. Like, Josh, why why did you do this? And it's like because I was I was angry. Like, yeah. I, like yeah. You know. And then the other like fast and easy one was a good swat on the tail okay like, yeah now was it just kind of like one quickie you know it depended <laughs> on how bad okay i had been but that one was not used as often okay because i think they realized that that one didn't really affect my behavior as much as the taking me out of what i wanted to do okay. and putting me in my room and making me bored sure, yeah. sure. all right what about you my folks they were all about the corporal punishment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it was definitely spanking. The my my family had a green, really large green plastic spoon. Okay. And it just had all kinds of whip to it. And so I remember even as I got a little older and more defiant, like mm. that's not gonna hurt me anymore. Mm. Like I remember my mom moving from the bottom to the bottom of my legs, like right <laughs> here, and that just like I mean, just so stung. It's like ah, okay, it still hurts, mom, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that was the go-to punishment for sure. Okay, okay. Who had it worse? I I think yours was more painful. <laughs> Mine was just more drawn out. Sure. So I don't know. I'll give it to you. I'll okay. Give it to you. More more physical yeah, yeah, yeah. pain. All right. Yeah, that those are always the stories, right? Like everybody's like, oh well, my mom used this <laughs> thing. And, yeah. Okay. Never got a belt. I think I don't think my dad ever did a belt. In mm-hmm. fact, out of the two, if I if I'm honest, I wanted dad to give me the spanking. He was a little <laughs> he was a little kinder when it came to the force involved, which Gr- is not the typical stereotype. But. Grandma always threatened the uh, the fly swatter, but I don't think I ever got it. It was just the fear of the fly swatter that I remember. But no, it never happened. So. <laughs> as soon as Josh goes over to grandma's, he takes that fly swatter and hides it somewhere. Grandma's never going to be able to use this on me. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Um, when you were a teen, what was your parents' go-to punishment? Yeah, so just like uh, slowly over time, it seemed because I was the first child, it seemed like 
they evolved the uh, original punishment that they saw worked on me, which was to make me bored. Um, and so as a teen, like I, I had a lot of like friends, I had video games, I had different things I enjoyed doing. Uh, and so those would just get taken away. Yeah. Uh, phone taken away. Uh, like, and it wouldn't be for a very long time because they would notice that, oh, he very quickly is, his is changing his yeah. behavior if we even just threaten to take it away. And, uh, but I, I, man, I, I, we talked about this beforehand. I think a big, big one for me was my parent, like, especially my dad. If he was, if he showed any signs of being disappointed in me at all, like, I was just, I was sorry, devastated. Dad. I was devastated. Uh, my mom, she's a little more fiery. And uh, we would argue openly, uh, but, you know, and, and I always knew that that was going to end with us reconciling and stuff. But, but if dad stepped in and he was mad at me, like I, I melted because it, it was, it was rare, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was, that was my punishments. Yeah. Mine was, was similar. If there was something I would really wanted, you know, mm -hmm. restriction from that. But the one that stands out to me was. It was more in middle school than maybe my high school years, but mm. it, it happened a few times in my high school years. I had to, for any infraction, uh, it was typically a school uh, infraction, I had to weed for an hour. So if I had oh, multiple situations, man. yeah, and it was at the church, yeah. and so the church had a ton of weed yeah. that needed to get done. Mm -hmm. And so for a solid hour, I'd be out there picking weeds. I remember <laughs> there was a guy who was a part of our worship team at the church, and sometimes he would be there, you know, practicing, and he'd come out and be like, oh, Jonathan. What'd you do this time? It was like, oh, yeah. So it was like shame on <laughs> top of that too. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was mine. I don't know. Uh, so you got pretty good at uh, like weeding? yard work. You know, of... I'm pretty good at weeding. I don't want to weed, but I'm pretty good. Uh, I can get things at the root. And when I see other people like not getting at the root, it's like, what's wrong with you? That thing's going to grow up in like two seconds. You got to get it at the root. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I don't want to do it. No. Mm. I don't know. Who, who gets the point on that one? Oh, man. We're gonna tie on that one. Okay, we'll okay. we'll tie. I feel kind of lame because it's supposed we're supposed to one up each other, but like yeah, I'm not gonna make anything up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, how about this one? What has been the hardest or maybe most traumatic consequence that you faced from a poor life choice? So okay, I have two because one, it was like I was in college, so like it wasn't my parents like doing this yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. They definitely let me sit in it and like figure it out on my own. But like, that was a major traumatic experience that I realized, you know, I've got, I've got to grow up here. Yeah. Uh, but the other one, I'm going to bring up the one with my parent first. Okay. Uh, I was in, I think it was in sixth grade. So like still very young. Uh, and I was very nerdy and I was very, very introverted at the end. And granted, I don't think that people change necessarily. I was extroverted. I was just very shy. Mm -hmm. had a lot of issues and like all that stuff. Um, but I kept to myself, and there was this kid who was kind of a bully who uh, was picking on me because I was, that sounds extremely nerdy, I was winning this chance out of all of the kids in our grade to go to this competition that was, like, history-based or whatever. That's cool. Um, and we had already gone through, like, the first part of the competition uh, to, like, decide who was going to go and represent our class. And this kid was in second, and he wanted me to purposely miss questions the next day so that he could go. And okay. was he had like grabbed some of the like drawings that I had been working on, was threatening to like rip them up in front of me, was doing this in front of all of my like classmates. So I was really embarrassed. And I had never hit a kid before, 
But I just reared back and like slapped him across the face. Wow. Shocked everyone in the room, shocked wow. myself even. Uh, and then he was going to return the favor and I like tried to dodge and he accidentally cut my eye. I go home. I lie about what happened. <laughs> nice. Uh, I told them that, oh, my friend accidentally like hurt my eye. Um, I get to stay home the next day because like I had to go to the doctor to get it checked because it was a scratched cornea. Uh, and my mom gets a call from the principal because all of the kids at school started talking about how I got in a fight with, a, <laughs> with this oh, other kid. Man. Um, and so what was interesting though, was that that night my parents didn't tell me that they knew. Um, but the guilt of n like knowing that I had lied to them weighed on me. And I think in the middle of the night, like they, I had already been sent to bed. They were watching TV on the couch. I come running in crying and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, this is the truth. Really? <laughs> and I told them and uh, they let me sit in it. Like they, they were like, this is like, you know, uh, the principal, all of them have heard the story. Mm -hmm. And apparently they told my parents, they were like, cause they knew I was a good kid. They loved my parents. They were like, we don't really like we feel like he scratches eye like we don't want right. to punish him Punishment like enough. this kid is a a jerk like <laughs> like he kind of like even the teacher in the room was like i like that josh did <laughs> like, but my parents they they had a hard stance on no he did something wrong he needs to be punished for it so i still got uh i think i got out of school suspension for a day uh, for fighting and so like they they let me sit in that and they're yeah. like this is the consequence okay. and it, it, I thought it was you know looking back I'm glad because it's like I have a pretty hard stance because of them on fighting sure. uh, in the same way so yeah, uh, yeah that was that was my my kid one <laughs> yeah I don't have a specific story of you know a traumatic hey this is what happened I, I mean I probably could but maybe I don't want to share all the details for <laughs> a podcast but I think Probably the, the, the consequences that have been the hardest for me is any time that my poor choices have led, have, have led to a broken relationship. Mm. So maybe breaking trust with somebody because of dumb things I've done um, or they've done and then I've retaliated and then the relationship is never the same since. Mm. Uh, those are always the hardest to, to sit in that and you mm -hmm. just have to deal with, no, that, that's the consequence. Yeah. And probably reconciliation and going back to the way it was it's probably not, it's not going to happen here. Mm -hmm. And you, you, like you said, you got to sit in that one and uh, hopefully not make the same mistake. As yeah, yeah, did. yeah. No, those are always the toughest moments because the way you react is important. But if you, like, even if you realize you've done wrong, even though you've apologized, like knowing I can't fix what yeah. I've broken yeah. is a tough but important lesson I think everybody needs to learn. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm going to give you the point on that one because there was also a scratch cornea involved. <laughs> and you just have I have so details. many of those stories, though. My eye has been scratched way too many times. So I'm, I'm lucky to have 20 20 vision, right? I do. I do. These, these, these have do. healed themselves a million times. <laughs> All right, last one here. Outside of, like, obviously Jesus stepping in and saving you from your sin, what is your best get out of jail free card experience? You deserve something and. Grace was extended. Yeah. So this one was my very first wreck I ever had. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I, I've got a similar really? okay. direction. I think I was 17 and I was driving to school and uh, there's like a, a stop sign by a major, like it's 151. So if you're in Lawrenceburg, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so people go pretty fast there. I had 
stopped at that stop sign, but I had apparently not stopped soon enough. So like the nose of my car was just out in the like yeah. in the in the major road, and a lady comes through and hits the front end of my vehicle. Mm. And it does, I don't, I barely feel it because it rips the front bumper off my car. Oh, wow. And uh, she obviously had damage. And she, uh, I see her pull off to the side up here. And I, I told my dad this later. I was like, there was a genuine thought of, I could flee right now. I could yeah. probably get away. She doesn't know who I am. <laughs> she probably has no idea what my car, like, exactly looks like. She didn't see my license plate. Uh, but, you know, I sat there for about a second. I was like, no. Nah. No, I got to face this. So I turned and I go in, I park and she's just like livid, like really angry with me. She's on her way to work. Like she's going to be late. This important thing, blah, 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 blah. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. I call my dad. He is already in Shelbyville at work and he drives all the way back, helps me deal with the issue, uh, helps me calm her down. Uh, and then ends up because I'm 17. I, I, I think there was a matter of like, Hey, you're gonna work this <laughs> this debt off, but they they paid for it okay. for me, okay. um, which was a huge like. Did weight you work off it off? I mean, here's the <laughs> thing, and I know I know that parents do this. Uh, parents are like, you're gonna you're gonna pay us back, but like they're not really like they're you're gonna make them do some chores for like a year, but like even those chores aren't gonna be enough to pay off like right. like that monetarily wise that you're gonna take the hit. So I know that my parents and that year really was like two months. Yeah, and yeah. They forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I I consider that a pretty big piece of grace because like he could have said I'm at work. You got to deal with this. The way Josh is telling the story, you know, my front end bumper was just a little bit over the line. I, it had to have been considerably over the line for I, her to like hit that thing. I don't know, and I I don't want to place blame on her at all, but like there was no one to the left, like in that. She left had lane. no business being as close to you as she did, even if you were over the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like that to me. I mean, you you try to avoid hitting people. Yeah. So whether whether they're in your way there, or not, there's you know? a chance. Like she was a busy businesswoman. She might have like been on the phone or like had it. Like like there's a chance that she just didn't see me. But I'll be honest. Like I, she was going by. I was there. She hit me. Yeah. So I, like I, I will take the blame on that. No, she had just visited Sonic. A <laughs> tot had fallen down. She was reaching to grub that tot, and she blamed on you. She that's that's the real story. Uh, mine's similar. So, senior year of high school, I'm in a parking lot, and it's rainy. Uh, there's a lot of traffic going on. I'm trying to get out, and there, you know, it's just a lot of other people trying to get you know yeah. get out of their spots at the same time. And so I have to negotiate kind of this weird tight spot, and I realize, okay, I can't back out now. I gotta wait. But then I forgot that I'd already cranked my my tires in a certain mm. direction. So by the time it cleared. I just think I'm going to back out straight and oh, I, I just sideswipe the guy next to me. And so immediately I'm like, uh, I guess I got to write this guy a note because he's not here and mm. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hit and run situation. So I'm actually getting a piece of paper. I'm trying to formulate my words. I remember the paper is on my steering wheel and I'm like, oh, this is really messy. And how do you spell this? You know, I'm mm. trying to, meanwhile, the guy, the owner shows up. And I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared for a face-to-face, -face, like, Aww. confession. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, wait, he's here. But I wanted to just leave a note, and then we could talk about it later on the phone. And I just let him, I just let him pull out and leave. Oh, man. Meanwhile, I didn't realize that somebody had observed the whole thing. 
uh, tracked that guy down in the parking lot, gave him my license plate information, and I get a phone call saying, hey, you're in big trouble. This is this is like a misdemeanor felony. I don't even know what it was, but like a hit and run situation. Mm. I'm like, ah, I just panicked. So I told the story, the insurance got involved. I, I, I don't even know how this worked itself out. I talked to the guy on the phone, and I think he just let it all go. Wow. I mean, major damage on his, his, wow. his side of his uh, his car, but I don't remember the insurance or having to pay the deductible or any of that. Mm. He just, I think, felt bad for some dumb high school kid <laughs> who got who got really panicky. So that was that was a really big get out of jail uh, free card for me for sure. Who gets the point on that one? Mm. You're you're you didn't even like nothing. No consequences. No. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say you. you With win the exception that one for of sure. the the panic, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, I think I'm I beat you at this game. Yeah. All right. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> Few and far between, so I gotta own it. Uh, so this this whole conversation about hey, where where do you draw that line between having compassion, maybe showing that grace, and when do you just let the consequences come down on your kids? Mm. It's a, it's a tough one, and. Mm. It actually has come from an incident that took place earlier this year in February. So a story came out of Chicago that a, an armed gunman um, held up a train conductor, uh, got away with about 100 bucks from this uh, train conductor, and there was surveillance and pictures that were taken, but the problem was that the individual was uh, wearing a mask. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he was, he was mm -hmm. definitely covered up. You were not going to be able to identify who this guy was. But in a matter of hours of putting this out on social media, as well as I think some news stations, the, the perpetrator came forward, turned himself in. Now, why did he turn himself in? Well, it's because his mom saw him on these pictures, knew his backpack, knew his clothes, knew the way he walked, knew the way he carried himself. And although he was covered with a mask, she knew that was her boy. And so she said, son, you are going to turn yourself in and you're going to deal with these consequences. Mm. So... Let me ask Go you, mom. <laughs> let me ask you, do you think mom handled this well? Again, understand in the United States, armed robbery is a huge deal mm -hmm. to the point where a lot of people are sentenced, sentenced to 20 plus years for mm -hmm. armed robbery. Mm -hmm. Did mom make the right choice? Absolutely. Okay. I think so. Okay. Let me, let me push you a little bit further. I don't have kids. So imagine yeah, that you yeah, have yeah. a child yeah. now, Josh, yeah. little Josh Jr. has held someone up. And you know it could be a twenty-year sentence. Your kid behind bars. Would you act the way that this mother I, acted upon this? Situation? I hope so. I hope that I can say that because honestly, like, what's the fear, right? They go and do it again, or they or they get themselves killed. Because I mean, that was. I mean, mom could be doing this almost out of mercy. Like, if your kid's mm -hmm. doing armed robbery. It takes, I mean, in this country where there are a million people carrying, right. like you, that, that kid could easily have been shot and killed. Yeah. That, that kid could get involved with other people who like are, are bad that could kill them, kill him as well. I, I think in a way you could spin this in the mom's head as a, as a way of protecting your son. No, I think that's a good way to look at it too. Uh, just a little bit more of the background on it. He was in his early twenties, still is, this just happened in February, mm. college student, um, the story goes, and this is what he shared uh, with his attorney, and the attorney shared it with the lawyer because, not, excuse me, the judge, and the judge had a, a hard line as well. So he's trying to get bail, and he explains the story was that this young man was hungry, didn't have any money, 
poor college student and he just got really foolish and thought this would be a quick way to get some money to get some food mm-hmm. and the lawyer explained to the judge hey I, Keep in mind, when you were a, a college student, when you were maybe not you know poor and didn't have enough food, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. And the judge said, you know what? I do remember when I was a college student, didn't have a lot of money, and I wouldn't have dreamt of actually you know Robbing solving someone. this problem yeah. through armed robbery. Mm-hmm. And she denies bail. Mm. So what do you think? Did the judge deal with that in a fair manner? Or was that maybe a little too harsh? Consequence as opposed to compassion. Where where do you think the judge was at? So let's let's talk about what bail is. You you get out before the trial. Yeah. And really that gives people a chance to like say I mean, especially if they know they're gonna go to jail. Yeah. Like say take their amends, like say enjoy some things before sure. before yeah. I I think that I think that, that kid deserves at least like, is he a flight risk? Probably not. Yeah. So, like, there's give him bail. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. at least that's where I lean. I don't know right. how you lean or not. Yeah, and, and I, this is why we chose the story. Because mm-hmm. on both sides, it's like, okay, you know, we've got a mom who may be actually showing compassion by mm. having her son turn himself in. And then maybe a judge that took it a little too far. So where? Where do we, mm-hmm. as parents, youth pastors, teachers, where do we draw that line? Yeah. I'm curious in your life, if you had to lean one way or the other, do you typically lean towards compassion, mercy, and just saying, hey, you'll do better next time? Or are you a hardliner? You did the crime. You got to pay the time. I think you know the answer already. For me. <laughs> I, I hardcore lean compassion, mercy. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do have a sense, and and we're called to as Christians have a sense of justice, um, and and honestly, like the way I just explained that situation with the mom is how I've had to deal with things because there's been times where I've let kids get away with pushing me too far, sure. pushing other volunteers too far, doing things that they should not be doing or saying things they should not be saying, uh, and just letting it go, saying like you know, uh, like God forgives me for a lot i'm gonna forgive them for a lot but not telling them like hey this is wrong or not explaining like you're hurting our relationship right like giving them at least a little bit of consequence yeah denies them from the ability to learn from it um i don't i don't know if that makes sense or not yeah absolutely i for me personally i've noticed that when i'm angry i'm all about (laughs) You got to deal with the consequences. <laughs> like it's it's go time. You knew you knew the standard. You failed. Mm. But when I'm not angry, when I've had a chance to process and really kind of think through it, then I find myself opening up to all kinds of mercy and mm. oh no no I'm compassionate. So sometimes it just <laughs> comes down to where I'm at emotionally, which may not be necessarily be a healthy thing. Mm. But going back to this mom, I think both of us at least, as we're hearing the story, agree that she probably. She chose a good line to, mm. to to go down. And it's one of those things that I don't really see that a whole lot modeled in the parents that I've worked with in mm. the past. Mm. I think as I look at parents, yeah, there seems to be a shielding that so many parents have of their kids and the consequences of their poor choices. Yeah. To the point where I know your your wife's a teacher, but I hear story after story of parents who are actually, you know, siding with their children as opposed to the teacher even though that 
student is completely disruptive. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, one person is clearly the authority figure, and yet they're undermining that person's authority. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for example, uh, you know, these parents that may feel guilty that, man, my, my kids are so stressed out, and, well, you know, and, and they just start making all these excuses for their children's bad behavior. It's like, don't make excuses for their bad behavior. Mm. Um, and, and so this woman seems to be the exception to the rule. Uh, here's where we're headed, though. Here, here's the big idea. Again, the question is, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? And the, the big thought that we're going to encourage you guys to have is instead of maybe removing consequences, instead improve the consequences. Mm. So how do you improve consequences? I think it really comes down to something that your folks modeled really well from the stories that you were sharing is to walk with your kids through the consequence. You're not mm. removing it, mm. but you're improving it by walking with them through it. Yeah. And you, it sounds like you even do that with your own students as you're trying to say, hey, if, if we continue down this path, this is what the consequence is. Mm-hmm. And you let them you let them sit in it um i'll give you some examples of how i try to to live this out with my kids and i'll see if you've got uh, some stories or examples too yeah but one of the things that we do when it comes to natural consequences of poor choices is we will give extra chores um one of the things that my kids hate doing is the laundry uh yard work (laughs) i mean the list is really really long and so after warnings it's a, a guess guess what buddy you know, like the five piles of laundry, that's your, that's now your responsibility. No one's going to help you in that. Now that's the consequence. But what I'll oftentimes find myself doing is stepping in to that with them and saying, Hey, let's do this together. Like I'll usually let them start and then I'll step in and I'll say, Hey, let's do this together. And then in that, we can talk about what happened. In yeah. that, yeah. I'm, I'm having that conversation of, hey, you know what? You're better than this. Mm. You, you know what you should be doing. I'm, I'm always going to stand with you. Like, you know, I still love you, but I love you enough that you still need to walk through the difficulty because we don't want you ever making those choices again. Mm. Uh, another example will be, you know, my kids love playing video games on the weekends. That's that's their that's their window of opportunity, and so if they if they're getting out of line, it's like sorry, no video games this weekend. But rather than just letting them be bored all weekend, mm. sometimes I'll step in and I'll say, hey, well not sometimes, like all the time, I'll just step in. And it's like, hey, how about we go play ball in the backyard? Mm. Now, do they really want to play ball with me, or do they want to play video games? They want to play video games, but I'm stepping into that consequence with them and improving the consequence by spending that extra time with them that we might not have uh, done otherwise, or some other event that hey, let's go check out this or let's go serve someone in this way. Yeah. Uh, so that's, again, I'm not removing the consequence. I'm improving it by walking with them through it. Absolutely. absolutely. Any examples that you can think of? Um, so I, I do just want to say one yeah, yeah, uh, specifically because it just immediately came to mind. But there was a moment where, um, you know, I, I, I was very forgetful uh, in high school, especially uh, even this morning. I, I left <laughs> our uh, I, I brought the the equipment that we needed in order to record this. And I left one tiny little cord that is essential in order to do the audio right. And had to drive home to get it. Uh, but one of those times that was really brutal was I, we lived like a mile from McDonald's. And I, I went with some cash uh, and got myself a cheeseburger or whatever. Didn't put my seatbelt back on. And as I was pulling out of the parking lot, got pulled over for that. Yeah. On top of that, I didn't have my license <laughs> with me because I left it at home. Uh, so I got 
busted on that. And then on top of that, uh, in a timely manner, I could not pull out my uh, insurance and registration because I'd never been pulled over before. How much time did he give you? Oh my gosh. Uh, at maybe like two minutes or, or so. And but then he came back. That wasn't fast enough. He was like, you got to have it on hand and wow. went and wrote me a ticket. Uh, well, with that, you have to go to court in order to handle that uh, because there was a lot of different little mini things. And I obviously had my license. I had my insurance, all that stuff. So it was an easy court thing. Sure. But I had to miss some things that were important to me and I was really mad about that. Uh, but my dad took the day off yeah. and was at... Like, cause he knew I was going to be really nervous yeah. and sat with me and did the whole thing. Like went through the whole day with me. We had lunch. Like it actually turned into like a cool day with my dad, even though this was a tough like consequence of me being dumb and learning, like you need to be more responsible. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But your dad didn't step in and solve that problem for you. Exactly. What he did is he walked with you through it and mm -hmm. that's improving the consequence. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's and I, I found out later and it, it makes me so upset, but, uh, that if you have your insurance and you have your license and you have that charge, you can just go to the courthouse whenever <laughs> and let them know. But they didn't tell me that because they wanted me to learn from it. And so like, yeah, another example okay. of that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, is, is this where you want? Yeah. 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 So this, there's one other story that I think is actually kind of similar, but much higher stakes. Sure. Uh, there's a story of this, uh, is he in high school or is he in college? College, yeah. College, college age student who uh, was in trouble for a lot with the, with the law, very similar to the situation that we, we just discussed with the mom. Um, and the dad, there, there's just this picture of this dad every step of the way from the arrest all the way up to when the verdict was given, he was with his son. And even in, in the moment where they ask the uh, perpetrator to like stand up, uh, the dad stood with him and yeah. hung his head low because, as if to say, like, I'm I'm with him. I did this with him. I'm, I'm embarrassed with him. him. Yep. Um, and uh, was supportive the whole way, um, but never took away the consequence. Not that he really had a choice, but... Um, but, but it improves It improves the situation. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to let you learn from this, yeah. but I'm also going to show you compassion and love. And it reminds me of, you know, the, the Micah 6, 8 mm -hmm. verse where uh, God says, what have I asked of you, but to love, uh, to seek justice, love mercy and walk humbly. Uh, like just modeling that in your parenting is widely important. And, and what would be, you know, even the danger of consistently shielding, you know, mm -hmm. your children, consistently trying to remove those consequences as you're thinking through and maybe even seeing examples and uh, you, I yeah. mean, what's the, what's the consequences of those things? I don't have any articles or anything that like say this, but at least in me, consequences have taught me empathy mm. because um, if I see other people walking through something that I'm a, I, I've walked through in the past facing consequences, I'm going to show more mercy. Uh, it teaches me, um, I don't want to say self-reliance, but it teaches me how to deal with problems. Some sort uh, of responsibility. Exactly. Sure. You're not going to be with your kids forever. And I think that that's the phrase that all parents hear, but they never like apply it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you need to realize that like there's going to be a point where they're going to be in your shoes learning how to deal with uh, a boss that might be uh, asking too much of them or learning how to deal with uh, a husband or wife when they've done something wrong mm. and they have to fess up for it and deal deal with the consequence. And if you are constantly just saying, oh, it's okay, I'll, I'll do this for you, they're never learning that. And there's even the, the fear that 
they never know how to accept consequence. Yeah. That they just constantly lie or they just constantly uh, deflect. Mm-hmm. Like the the man, students who do not have consequences that they face will never ever accept that they did it themselves. Until you say it's not a problem, I forgive you, and yeah. then they'll be like, okay, well maybe I did it. Yeah. But like, you, yeah, man. Yeah, they they play the victim card. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's you, it's them. I, I, I'm not the issue. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it goes back to your sermon on Sunday too, mm-hmm. with the idea that. Uh, integrity is is doing the right thing because it's the right thing even when and without, it costs you yeah even yeah. when it costs you and if you've not ever had to pay the cost of your consequences integrity will not be something in your kid yeah um, I don't know if- I think uh, even just to kind of look at the life of Jesus too you know he stepped in and he took this burden of mm-hmm. our sin <laughs> Sin, sin was going to cause death. Like that's mm. just, that's there. It's going to happen, and he took that on himself certainly. But there are still natural consequences to our choices that Absolutely. we do have to go through. And so, parents, as you're thinking through, okay, where's that line? I think there will be times, there will be moments where extending that grace, extending that forgiveness, letting them off the hook, it's probably appropriate. But it needs to be seen as a gift, mm. and I think that's what we even see in the Gospels. I mean, God coming from heaven to take on that that punishment for us, that is a gift that we did not deserve. Mm. It is the exception. It is not the rule. And so as parents, yes, you're going to extend the grace and you're going to send the forgiveness, but it shouldn't be the rule. It should be the exception. I don't know if this is necessarily, maybe this is overstepping with it, but I, I mean, and, and, and say if you agree or not with <laughs> the students that you've seen, yeah. but I think... Students who have parents who teach them right from wrong and let them face consequences have a deeper understanding of the grace mm-hmm. of God and are more thankful for mm-hmm. it than students who don't. Uh, they just expect it. Interesting. Does that I make sense? I don't think I've ever thought about that, but yes, just in the moment as I'm thinking through it, I would probably agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have an opportunity to even teach your kids mm-hmm about the the understanding of how good God's grace is uh, by by walking through That's consequences good. with them. That's good. But Any final thoughts? That, that was my final thought. All right. <laughs> final thought is this. For me, hey, when your kids are going to make mistakes, because they, they will make mistakes, uh, we, we're challenging. Be with them. Walk with them. Be behind them. Don't remove the consequences. Instead, improve the consequences by, again, walking with them. Mm-hmm. Until next time, don't forget, life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. See you guys.